catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Wednesday morning, March 8th. I'm Ely Shanes, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Tuesday was the first day of the 2023 Florida Legislative Session. I spoke to WUFT's Chris Will and Camila Pereira on their reporting throughout the day. Well, we were kind of talking a lot with, uh, between the directors, the news director Denise and uh, Kalisha and other, Ethan as well. And what they kind of saw us probably wanting to do is something to more like localize the story rather than just going ahead and covering uh, DeSantis' State of the State uh, address. Um, So we decided to reach out to uh, Keith Perry, um, Representative Hinson, so definitely reaching out to any local uh, senators and representatives and tried to either just let them know we were getting there so that we could either catch them at a time where they were available or even set an interview with them. Um, so trying to localize it, and we ended up coming up with uh, how they were all going about um, education reform. So Yeah, we kind of knew that DeSantis was going to have his spotlight in the state of the state speech and that all eyes were going to be on him there. So we wanted to localize it as as we were just talking about is just get the perspective of the legislative session from the eyes of someone that represents the people of North Central Florida, um, not someone that represents the entire state and all that stuff. What were some of those issues that were brought up that you guys were able to pinpoint and localize? Um, so definitely with, with education, a lot of them were saying um, access in terms of uh, some people aren't able to go to certain schools because of their zip codes. Um, so trying to open that uh, possibility for anyone to go to any of those schools or be able to be open to any of those. Um, also, some issues that uh, I think a few people in the INC told us to kind of look into was uh, GRU. So there's a whole issue with the contract with uh, GRU in Gainesville and the possibility of uh, probably um, amongst the state, but it would be uh, definitely a local issue as well, um, reducing the a minimum age of purchasing a firearm. Those are different things that uh, we noticed within um, and apart with education. I mean, DEI and critical race theory, that's something that's been under attack for a while, and some people are trying to um, fight for that. Yeah, on both sides of the aisle, it was kind of collectively, um, they were all kind of keeping their eye on the GRU situation. I think both sides kind of wanted to know more, and they both acknowledged that the deal itself was something that needed to get resolved. Um, And then education, of course, impacts every school district. So whatever changes they were making on the state level were going to be impactful on each each and every county. What were some bills that you both were keeping an eye on that were prevalent? And what were some trends throughout the day that you guys saw when bills were being introduced and filed? Um, it is a very confusing and hard thing to understand when bills are filed, when they're passed, when they're, uh, you know, basically maybe even fail through, they don't make it to anywhere. So it is a bit confusing, especially how they phrase certain things. Like I realized some of them were just called public safety and it was about, um, I think it was about that, the reducing the minimum age for the firearm. So it was like the name did not really fit the description. So we really had to look into that. Um, And one of the things that I actually was looking into also, um, or was brought to my attention was uh, the changes or possibility of changes being made to the death penalty. 
that was something we were looking into or trying to uh, talk to people about. Um, there was uh, also about, I think the same senator proposed a bill about uh, a stricter anti-immigration bill. Um, so all those things, I think, in a statewide sense, were really important to look at, um, considering everything that has happened or has been happening um, over the past year. Yeah, there there was certainly a large trend in the fact that most of the bills being produced um, produced were based on social issues as opposed to things like economics and stuff like that. Um, so a lot of, you know, bills in terms of education, but I think the ones that stood out to me um, in the wake of the five-year anniversary of the Parkland shooting were the introduction of a bill to lower the age to buy a weapon, um, and then also trying to decrease the number of jurors that you need for the death penalty. Um, those were two prevalent um, discussions in regards to that case. So then in this um, post-Parkland world where those discussions are being brought back up, um, definitely stood out to me. And then, you know, you hear the rumblings while we're in there um, of this bill brought up at the, you know, trying to decrease the exceptions for abortions um, within the state. Um, so I think one of the representatives we talked to was saying that it was probably going to go to six weeks now. And what were some trends or anything that you guys found surprising in Ron DeSantis's State of the State speech? I was shocked that he didn't use the word woke once. Um, that one definitely stood out to me. But, you know, I mean, his his speech definitely had a very um, noticeable trend. He started off talking about Hurricane Ian and the relief efforts that were made there, um, the building back of some of the bridges within a matter of days, you know, sending resources to the region. But then it definitely shifted to some of the more controversial issues, I would say. A lot of emphasis on, you know, securing the border of Florida and, you know, we're going to do what the Biden administration is not and kind of taking slight hits. And a lot of them were kind of in the perspective, it seemed, uh, of topics that would apply to an entire country. So I feel like it kind of alluded to a possible 2024 presidential run, which I think is what the speculation um, with this being his biggest speech of his career was that this is going to set up. It wasn't, there weren't a whole lot of localizations of, of you know, little issue of this part of the state, little issue of this part of the state. It was very overarching um, things that, you know, could be applied across the, across the country. Yeah. And if it was local, I think the only thing, that made it local was, I noticed every single time he brought up a new topic, whether it was abortion or immigration, he would have like a guest or someone within um, the top level in the audience, like share their story or he would share the story about them. Um, so I noticed that was like a trend that he would just kind of explain one situation and go off that in that incident or that one person's experience and sort of uh, expand it to a more state level. Um, and then definitely, you know, going from the successes to then social impacts, which is they just kept going on and on about how the economy was like booming here in Florida, when there are probably could be bills passed to sort of improve upon it or maybe even help people. So I thought that was interesting how it was mainly focused on social issues. Were there anything that Democrats were trying to accomplish, even though they don't have much say in the state legislature, whether big or small? I think the biggest one that I noticed when we spoke with Representative Hinson was that she she's trying to introduce a bill um, also related to 
gun laws in the state. And she made it very much a point that what she was introducing wasn't trying to counteract what Republicans were doing, but was instead trying to kind of acknowledge that they're going to get what they want, but try to make it safer in a way. I think from the moment we walked in, it was obvious that she understands that the Republicans are get going to get what they want. I mean, they have a supermajority in both. Whatever they want to pass is going to pass. And there's not really much that she and other Democrats can do about it. But she's very much of the notion of, I'm going to try and push what I can. I'm going to try and at least get it heard. And if I get them to at least think about it, then that's a win. Um, but she acknowledged that a lot of the stuff she's going to try and propose wasn't going to make it anywhere. That was WUFT's Chris Will and Camila Pereira on the first day of the 2023 Florida legislative session. Now let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. The city of Newberry is in the process of finalizing an agreement with Alachua County over a proposed meat processing plant to share the property Newberry purchased for a new wastewater facility. Main Street Daily News' Camille Broadway says the facility is expected to take up 35 to 40 acres of the property. The city is also considering what else might be located on the land and has set aside 15 acres for what Newberry Mayor Jim Marlowe describes as, quote, a very small regional plant for meat processing, which has been proposed by the Alachua County Board of County Commissioners. Republican candidate Ryan Chamberlain won the primary election for the Florida House District 24 seat. He will now face Republican write-in candidate Robert Fox at the general election on May 16th. WUFT's Claire Grunewald reports Chamberlain beat out four other GOP candidates, winning just under 36% of the votes. A bill that would more closely regulate the diversity of speakers at the state's universities and colleges is advancing with a House subcommittee nod. Florida Politics reports the bill would create an Office of Public Policy events through the Board of Governors and the state university system that would put a satellite office on each campus that would ensure that speakers representing, quote, multiple divergent and opposing viewpoints be presented on each campus. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org to subscribe and view the most recent issues. I'm Ailey Shanes, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications. Have a great Wednesday. Wednesday.